And as promised, we're very excited to have the Vice President of Baseball Operations for the Baltimore Orioles on with us, and uh, that's Dan Duquette. And, Dan, I get a chance to get you as you're watching, I think, the bottom of the first inning of the first exhibition game of the year. What is it like after uh, all the hard work you've put in so far, and I know you've still got more to do, but what's it like to start to sit back and actually watch the games and assess? Well, today's opening day, and uh, we had the Army Ranger paratroopers drop in here to start it off, which is really kind of cool. But, uh, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to see the guys after the winter. And, and you know, we're still trying to build our club. Uh, we've been able to uh, add a little bit since the season's been over. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like uh, the way the guys set up the spring training. They're, they're all eager. There's a lot of players that have a lot to prove this year. And as a club, we have a lot to prove to get back into the winning column. And, uh, we, you know, we aim to do that. Dan, uh, you've made a couple pitching moves, and I, I don't think you're finished yet, but whether whether you're able to uh, get somebody else in here of note, we'll, we'll see over the next couple weeks. But talk a little bit about the two acquisitions you have made. One is a true acquisition in right-handed pitcher Andrew Kashner. The other is Chris Tillman, who, of course, comes back as a hope-for bounce-back candidate. Well, Andrew Kashner had a good year last year with Texas. Um, you know, before that, he pitched in the National League, but had an excellent year, probably the best year of his career. Uh, he's been a dependable, solid Major League starter. And he's been able to uh, give his team innings. And last year, he had some real quality innings for the Rangers. So he's a proven winner in the American League. And his veteran presence should help stabilize our pitching staff. And then, of course, Chris Tillman, who had four good years for us, uh, re-signed with the club. And he's looking to have a bounce-back season and lead our pitching staff like he did so capably from 2012 to 2000. 16. You know, Chris is just 29 years old and was one of the better pitchers in the league for uh, about five years. And uh, he looks good, he's healthy, and he's ready to go and lend some leadership to our pitching staff. But the addition of the two veteran guys, if they can pitch the innings like they have shown they're capable of, that'll make it a lot easier for these younger guys that are trying to break into the big league. You know, it's a, it, it, pitching the innings is really the, the big big statement there. You know, I looked it up. Uh, between Tillman, Jimenez, and Miley last year, 19 starts of six innings or more out of 77 games started. That's really – isn't that the number you need from a starter today? you got to try and get – 22 out of 30 or so where they give you six innings because that means they're giving their team a chance to win that day. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if, um, if you can get uh, six innings from the starter on an average, you'll be able to piece together sometimes uh, two innings in a losing position, but three innings if you're winning. And, you know, that, that's really what we're going to be looking to get from our uh, our pitchers. Um, we still have a strong bullpen, and even though uh, Zach Britton's not going to be with us to start the season, I like the depth of our bullpen. Uh, Brad Brock, Michael Gibbons, Darren O'Day, they're all veterans, if you will. And Brock has shown he's capable of saving games, and I think Michael Gibbons will probably get some 
save opportunities this year. He has uh, shown he's one of the more effective strikeout relief pitchers in the American League. And, of course, Darren O'Day's had several good years for us. So those guys should help our bullpen stabilize until we can get Britton back. And if the uh, reports on him are good, he looks good. He's running around. He's exercising and uh, should be back here uh, you know, sometime around uh, hopefully the middle of June, the end of July. Dan, that, that number five starter or that fifth slot, I'm not slotting them for you, but the need for that, I, I know that the hope is that maybe Castro or uh, uh, Cortez can, can handle that role, but wouldn't the team be better if Castro was in that same exact role that he had last year? Well, uh, Castro looks good. Um, he got a lot of good experience last year, and he pitched some innings for us. I think he pitched about 70 innings last year. And he's got a good sinker, a uh, good slider, and he's developing a changeup. So he was a starter in the minors, and we tried to stretch him out last year uh, because we think long-term he could be a starter in the big league. Uh, we're going to take a look at him this spring. Um, he's a very valuable member of any uh, pitching staff, but he's going to get an opportunity to um, show that he's uh, very capable, uh, particularly if he can develop that third pitch he's working on. So he's got he's got the slider, he's got the uh, sinker, and he's got the change. I, I I like him I like him on our staff. I like what he did last year, and I, you know we'll we'll find the right role for him. I'm sure. All right, one of the guys, and I'm not going to ask you too many people out there, but one guy that I've had my eye on the entire off season that I figure really fits in nicely economically and and sort of being maybe one of the titular heads of the pitching staff is R.A. Dickey. Are you convinced that he does not want to pitch this year? If if not, does he look like he could be an interesting fit for you guys? I know it's getting kind of late in the game to decide that, but what do you think of him? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what his um, desires are for for pitching. Um, I, you know, I, I forgot to mention that you asked me about Nestor Cort- yes. Cortez, and uh, he's, a, he's a candidate to be that left-handed starting pitcher. This kid that we picked up from the Yanks in the Rule 5 draft, and he looks good in camp. He looks like he's a good fielder. His uh, role model is Gio Gonzalez, who he trains with year-round there down in Miami. And he's got some excellent uh, numbers with the Yanks this this, uh, this past year. Actually, his whole career. Uh, signed out of a high school in South Florida. Same high school as Gio. So he's a candidate for that fifth start, and we can take a look at him. Um, but, you know, I don't really know what R.A. Dickey's plans are. All right. Uh, of course, he's had, a, he's, had a, he's had a good career, and he's been very good against the American League East. Tell, tell me a little bit about the the other Rule Five guys. We've been we've been hearing mostly about Cortez, but you drafted two other guys. One, the son of Jose Mesa, and uh, that's Jose Mesa Jr. And the other is a guy named Arojo, who you took from the Cubs, right? Yeah, Arojo we uh, took from the Cubs. He looked good in the Arizona Fall League. Put up some excellent numbers, and he's got a couple of good pitches. He's looked good in camp so far. We're going to get a chance to see him again. Some um, live uh, hitting. Uh, the big, strong kid got got all the pitches you look for. And Jose Mesa Jr.'s got some excellent breaking stuff. Looks just like his dad. Still like him. Similar delivery. 
Uh, he's a potential starting pitcher. Did real well. Another Yankee farmhand. Did real well with Trenton at the end of the year. We're going to get a chance to take a look at him. But both guys look pretty good. Some pretty good arms this past year available in, in the Rule 5. Hey, I know at the end of the day, because uh, I saw the movie Moneyball and I read the book, that the manager ends up deciding where people play, hopefully in concert with his general manager or vice president of baseball ops. Your, your thoughts on Machado to, to short from third base, were you in favor of it or would you have liked to have seen more of Tim Beckham at short to make that determination if he's the guy long term for that position? Well, I think uh, Tim Beckham uh, showed last year when he was with us that he was a capable shortstop. Uh, I, thought, I thought he did a good job consistently, and, and the numbers bear that out. He yep. played fine there, and uh, he was a good offensive shortstop as well. And the um, uh, Machado, I think, in his heart of hearts, is a shortstop, and uh, he'd like the opportunity to play short. And I think that's why Buck made the most. Okay, fair enough. Uh, two key players on this team. Uh, you know, you you didn't go out and make uh, uh, huge splashes on the the position players uh, or DH position because you've got some high price spreads there, and two of them had really disappointing seasons last year. One was Chris Davis, and one was Mark Trumbo. Needless to say, the Orioles' chances to compete would be greatly enhanced if they reverted back to form of a couple years ago. In the case of Trumbo, the year before, the case of Davis, a couple years before. How both of them look this spring? Well, we're just getting started. Today's our first game, but you hit the nail on the head, Sam. We're going to need those guys to uh, produce like they're capable of producing like they have in the past for us to have a have a, have a quality team. So. Uh, it's a big year for those guys. They're down here working hard, and uh, we, we uh, look forward to them contributing. We're talking with Dan Duquette. Just a couple more questions, Dan, before we let you get back to your uh, ball game there in Sarasota. Uh, the catching situation. Caleb Joseph is an experienced catcher. Uh, not ideal number one guy, but he looks like he'll start the season as perhaps the number one guy. Give me your assessment of what you've seen with Chance Cisco um, from the time you've seen him in the in an Oriole uniform. Do you think he's the guy that can long term be that guy to take over that position? Yeah, absolutely. He, he profiles uh, as a uh, good catcher. He's made good improvements with his defense. Got an excellent bat. And I think he's got to have power too. Hey, awesome. hey, but, so I think. Um, I think he's got all the tools, and um, you know, if given the opportunity, I'm sure he can do a good job. Caleb handles the pitchers really well. No question about and, that. No and, question uh, about I, that. I got to get going, Stan. It's been good talking to you. All right, Danny, we appreciate it. Right. Thanks for the time. Okay. Thanks a lot. All, all right. right, there you have Dan Duquette. Um, interesting comments there. Wanted to get a couple comments in on Colby Rasmus and wanted to get a couple comments in on Scope and the possibility of signing him long term, uh, but. Interesting, uh, you know, assessment. It looks like the Orioles still have uh, some work to do down there. It looks like that work is now in finding a number five starter or a number three, four, or five starter, but somebody that rounds out that rotation. You can hear from Dan Duquette. He, he, they like Castro long-term as a starting pitcher, but he likes him on his staff, and he liked the work that he did last year. And who wouldn't like that work out of the bullpen? And I think this is the perfect season for Miguel Castro 
who has floundered a little bit at the major league level before arriving in Baltimore last season. Uh, this is the perfect season for him to really get his feet on the ground and prove that he, to himself and to a team that he's a major league caliber pitcher. And to me, that role is pitching maybe 85, 90 innings in relief and occasional spot start. But putting the pressure of making him a starter this year, I don't think is the right move. I've been pushing R.A. Dickey to everybody, and uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen because it doesn't sound like they've even investigated enough to know what R.A. Dickey is uh, heart is in his heart and mind, but uh, we won't put that to bed. Clearly, these Rule 5 guys may factor in here, and the Orioles like the rest of what they've got in terms of the bullpen, of course, with Givens, Brock, and O'Day, and Blyer. Uh, but they'll need to round out that bullpen to keep it strong. No talk of uh, Austin Hayes today. We didn't get into that, but we did have a nice conversation with Dan Duquette. Um, one of the key things I think we took from that is that Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo have to get back to being what they were. Uh, in the case of Trumbo, in 16, in the case of Davis, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Uh, they've got to get more production out of them if there's any hope for this team to really compete. As far as getting Dan's thoughts on Beckham at short versus Machado, I was glad to hear personally that he saw the same thing I saw, that Beckham was adequate, if not a little better than adequate at short. There are some problems, but he uh, sort of um, uh, gave gave his manager the leeway to make that decision that in his heart of hearts, Manny Machado thinks he's a shortstop. He asked for the right to play that position. And Buck, at the end of the day, I don't think it's anything like he thinks that this is going to warm up Manny Machado to re-sign with the Orioles. I think Buck, Buck Showalter is doing it for one reason and one reason only. He thinks that Machado will uplift his game a little bit and give the Orioles more of what he's capable of giving them all throughout it. So uh, we'll try and get Dan on again, uh, either during spring training or maybe uh, the first couple weeks of the regular season. There you have our interview with Dan Duquette. We'll be back with more of the show right after this.